Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Roar Geo coming to you live for the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network and also on the free Odyssey app wherever you are. A couple of jet notes from yesterday. Of course, the game against the Dolphins this week doesn't mean anything in the standings or playoffs for the Jets, but it's still interesting in a couple of ways. And yesterday it got more interesting because guess who was limited in practice again? Mike White with the rib injury. And, of course, we saw him play hurt against the Seattle Seahawks. He didn't practice it. We're talking Thursday. So if you're limited in practice on Thursday, that means that things are not going well for you. And now Zach Wilson might get another opportunity if Mike White can't play. Maybe that is on the agenda. Who the hell knows how they will handle it. But it is something to keep an eye on. And you also had Mike LaFleur, the Jets offensive coordinator, the current Jets offensive coordinator, talk about Zach Wilson. And he said, yes, in retrospect, they probably should have started a veteran Zach's rookie season, sat him down, and not had him start week one, game one of his rookie season because that probably challenged his development even more than uh, having him sit, of course. So, I mean, that's an interesting admission. I mean, that's retrospect at this point. I think I wanted to see Zach Wilson play right away. Uh, I did at the time. I remember going back and saying I'd, I wanted to see him play. So I don't want to go back and say revisionist history. Well, the thing about it is when you're drafted that high, unless you're, I don't know, Patrick Mahomes was drafted lower than he was. Well, I mean, Trevor, so. La- but Trevor Lawrence was drafted ahead of him one spot. He started right no, away. No, that's what I'm saying. So when you're drafted that high, Sam Darnold drafted high, Josh Allen drafted high, Baker Mayfield drafted high, yeah. Justin Herbert drafted high. Now, Justin Herbert wasn't going to play. It was going to be Tyrod Taylor until they stuck him in the lung with the needle. Right. Right. Uh, like I said, Joe Burrow. I mean, all these guys that were high draft picks all started immediately. The last number one overall pick, that I don't remember starting as a starting quarterback his first year was Carson Palmer in Cincinnati. Mm. They they had John Kitna starting that year. Yeah. And and Carson didn't even, I don't even think he got into a game that year. Really? Set the entire first season. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. So everybody's a little bit different. And um, you know, I think nowadays, as uh Rob Saul would like to say, it's the instant coffee era. You know, it's really more the carrot coffee era. You know, as opposed to the instant right. coffee. Right, instant coffee. I think was created back in the forties. Right. So. I, so I understand what he's he's talking about because there was pressure to play the kid, and I think they saw things in practice that unfortunately did not transfer to the game, and the nervousness and the anxiety and the lack of awareness on the field showed up in so many different games. But there are moments like and you and I talked about it where he did make some throws, but overall the numbers. You know, pale in comparison to other quarterbacks that were drafted in and around when he was drafted, when they played over the last five years. Sure. I mean, the other thing I'll bring up, too, is everybody's saying these examples like, look, at Daniel Jones got another opportunity. We talked about Steve Young's career and how that worked out and how it takes time. And, yes, those are examples. 
But were any of those quarterbacks as bad as Zach Wilson has been in the games that he's played? No. And and, and, and that's that's. Well, but they haven't been, and I'll and I'll, I keep referencing this because I think it's important. And I didn't even know this until I'll give CBS Sports Network credit, even though I slam their graphics all the time. They put up a graphic that I thought was very very telling. That if you looked at Jamarcus Russell and Zach Wilson in their first twenty three games. Their stats were identical. And Jamarcus Russell is used as the biggest bust in the history yeah, of the he, NFL. He, he also had an issue with that purple drink stuff. But this is that even I mean, furthers I, 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 my point. Th- this that issue this is guy not. was drinking purple drink and codeine dream and the scissorp, wasn't watching film. They gave him blank DVDs and said, watch this film and get back to us. They said, hey, did you watch the film? He goes, yeah, no, I got it. They said, no, you didn't because they're blank DVDs, so obviously you didn't watch it. So all that was going on with Jamarcus Russell, and he still had the same numbers as Zach Wilson had. So that just shows you how bad he's been. So these examples are great, and they are examples of guys who took some time, and here it is. Here's, it's up there on CBS Sports so, Network right, right now. I see that. So here's the thing. Oof. In Steve Young's first year at Tampa, he was 1-4 through three touchdown passes and eight interceptions. That was his first year in Tampa. His second year in Tampa, 1986... I can get to it. Let's see. All right. All right. And his second year in Tampa, he was 2-12. and 12. He threw 18 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. So, I mean, it's... Now, that team that, was that, awful. I and know, here, but, that, here's, but that's... A, look, hey, the Jet team last year, his rookie year was awful. Was bad, but the they were good. was terrible. But this, but this year, they were good. Well, much better. But, you know, the other thing, too, is that, you know, you had to break in new receiver, you know, a big new receiver in Garrett Wilson that didn't help things, didn't help matters uh, sometimes. But I, I'm just... I understand where they're coming from and what they're saying. That's all I'm saying is because I lived it, I saw it, and, you know, my first year, I was a disaster. I was lucky enough that it kicked in for me my second year. Did you get hurt in your rookie year? No. Zach Wilson did. Did you get hurt in your second year? I did not. Zach Wilson did. Yeah, I know. Did Steve Young? I don't know. I don't remember. I'm just pointing to you that here's a Hall of Fame quarterback who took it, who needed another coach and needed another situation in order to unlock who he was as a player. You know, that's that's the thing. I mean, I, I, I just think there's, I don't know if there's a disconnect between the coaching staff and him. I do know that you have a defensive head coach with a rookie quarterback. That's a tough thing. Yeah. And, and I, like an offensive coach or a former quarterback like a Doug Peterson or a Frank Reich that is a head coach, they have a better understanding of the difficulties sure. that these kids are dealing with. No, no, I definitely agree that there is no doubt that the coaching staff played a big part in this. But the problem now is, and it's not all its not all Zach's fault, I'm not saying that it is, but the problem now is he's been here for two years. It's been such a blender, as you like to put it, of just crap. And the Jets and their history and their fans and the nonsense and him and the teammates and the not taking responsibility. The t-shirts. The t-shirts and the Mike F and White, you're putting all the blender. <laughs> And all of a sudden, you got a turd smoothie that you're drinking. (laughs) I don't think that you can recover. I don't think you can recover from that. It's not. It might happen for him. It's not going to happen here for him. And I, I just, I feel passionately about that. I'm not saying he can't succeed somewhere else, but here, it's impossible. 
He is so mentally, he completely lost his confidence. The locker room doesn't like him. I mean, it's just a bad mix. He And if I'm him, I'm thinking to myself, for the love of God, get me to a different place. That, that's the other part of the equation. Nobody like We've taken that into account. We've talked about it. And I want the kid to be happy here. I want him to be uh, fulfilled here. I want him to reach all of his potential. But I don't know if, if in his own mind he can do that. Especially yeah. if his teammates turn on him. He's got to sit there and apologize to his teammates, Ugh. you know, for, for what he said. But in this day and age, you never know. You know, apologies, I don't know if they count anymore. I don't know if they do count. I, I, the sensitivities, the whole thing, the sure. nonsense, the social media. I, just the social media aspect in, in itself. I can't even imagine what it must be like. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't... I mean, Mike LaFleur's sitting there saying that they should have done it differently. Well, obviously, you know, with revisionist history, you should have done it differently. But, you know, as we mentioned, you know, you... You get thrown out in that situation. You're the number two overall pick, and you know you want to see the guy develop. You want to throw him to the wolves to a certain degree, and not to put him in harm or in danger where he's going to get hurt. But you want to see how he reacts. I mean, we talked about so many of these guys, like Troy Aikman's rookie year, and how bad the Cowboys were, and how bad he played. Even Peyton Manning's first year, and how bad he was. I mean, so it's like, all right, just go through the growing pains and learn from it and be great. The problem is Zach Wilson came back the second year, got hurt in training camp. The team got a hell of a lot better, and he didn't make any progress. Right, and so here's the other thing, too. Like Steve Young, those first two years, I think he completed like 53% of his passes. Mm-hmm. Now, pass completion percentage wasn't as big a deal then as it is now. Sure. But it just goes to show you that a player who does have ability within them can actually go on to have a Hall of Fame career if put in the right situation. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. No, and I, I and agree I, with and that. I, and, I, and I do agree that you know Sam Darnold has gotten a little bit better. Not a lot better, but a little bit better with Carolina. But still, there were those key mistakes in the big parts of the game. Those mistakes that Tom Brady doesn't make or Aaron Rodgers doesn't make. And if they do make them, they're far and few between. Yeah. And, you know, that's part of growing up and learning how to play the position. So, you know, there's still there's still ample time for Zach to get it right. Now, whether or not he gets it right here or not, that's a whole other story because of the blender of turd or the turd blender or whatever. Turd, turd smoothie. Turd smoothie you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Right, of course. I will say this. You know, I was just a little to Craig and Evan yesterday. And, you know, and Evan is totally off the Zach Wilson bandwagon, which is fine. Um, but, you know, they were going over the potential free agent quarterbacks that the Jets would look at. Yeah. And I only have one, you know, disagreement with what they were saying yesterday. I thought it was a good conversation. They were talking about how, man, they would take Lamar Jackson in a heartbeat. I think I heard this, too. Like, yes, like you would 100% get, you know, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Uh, then you might as well just trade Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, and Corey Davis right now. You know, this is why guys don't want to go play in Baltimore. They don't have the wide receiver, uh, the passing game. And you'd have to change your offense completely. And that's one of the reasons why Greg Roman has been, you know, so, uh, I guess, appreciated as an offense coordinator. Because now he's not doing it with Lamar. He's doing it with Tyler Huntley. Yeah. And Lamar is sitting out. You know, and Greg was claiming that, you know, maybe somebody over Fox has told him this. And that could be the, the truth, that he's sitting out on purpose because he's ticked off. He doesn't have a contract. But just know if you bring Lamar in, you've got to run a certain type of offense. Yeah, that offense does not really feature wide receivers. That would be really disappointing if that was the Lamar Jackson was doing. That That would be out of character for him, I would think, because he's always talked about how he wanted to win, and he came back, and he didn't sit out any time in training camp, really. You know, he came back, he played this season. I mean, for him to just at the end of the year now to 
to sit out. That would be that'd be disappointing. You know, the other thing too is amazing. Like that—that's the one team nobody's even talking about. And that team's playing with a backup quarterback. They slug it out every week. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy what they what they're doing, and the fact that you know they could have the impact that they have in these playoffs. And by saying possible coin flip with the Bengals if they end up playing and everything else and fighting for their own what they think is fair uh, for their season, because you know, look, they slug it out. I mean, that, that John Harbaugh has done an unbelievable job down there. Yeah, I mean, I think that for the most part, the NFL collective fan base believes that, you know, unless you're a psycho freak about your own team, you know, believes that there's probably five teams that could legitimately win the Super Bowl. The Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals, and the AFC, and a healthy Jalen Hurts with the Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC. What about the Cowboys? I, I, don't, I don't put them in there. Um, but maybe, you know, maybe, maybe some people do. I don't, I, I would not. Well, they score say points. I mean, they do put up points. That's one thing. They, you know, and of course, there's going to be some interceptions and turnovers, but they overcome those things. Sure. I mean, I'm not saying that they're a... I mean, they smacked the Eagles around. Now, that was without Jalen Hurts, but they smacked them around pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I also saw them, you know, their defense has been really, really bad the last couple of weeks. The Jacksonville game, that Eagles game. Well, I mean, Jacksonville came back. They had a comeback against them. That's the thing. I, right, they, they, they put they one up there, there and just absolutely dominated the Vikings. They definitely did. Yeah, I know. Boom. That's right. There's nothing. There's no argument here. Yeah. It was forty to three. It was really bad. It was a steamrolling. It was a steamrolling. Forty to three. I okay. can use that word steamroll. Boat race. Steamroll. Boat race. Yep. Squash spot. <laughs> it was all those things. Squash spot. <laughs> Let's go to EJ in Allentown. What's going on, EJ? Good morning, guys. How you doing? All right, DJ. What's happening, brother? Boomer, question for you. Staying with the NFL. Uh, there's a league meeting today, I think you said, and they need, what, 75% of the ownership vote to ratify a change in the rule? Yes, 24 out of 32. Yes. Why are they having 32 owners vote when it affects four teams? I mean, if this was the beginning of the year, I can get it. I, I would understand that. But, you know, are you really going to get... Uh, a true and honest vote here from 28 owners that really don't give a crap because it doesn't affect them? Well, it does affect them, EJ, because essentially they're changing the bylaws and the rules. And, and That's just for this year, though, right? That's well, no, this, this, may, this may end up staying in place and it may go forward because there may be other reasons why can't, teams can't play games. Who knows? I, I don't Look, there's all sorts of things that you hope never happen, but you also have to take into account that someday they may happen, like a player dying on the field or... Uh, you know, maybe a, a team can't get to a game for whatever reason. So I, they're, they're, amend, they're amending the bylaws, so they have to have a ownership vote because they all have a stake in the partnership that is the NFL. So what you're saying is they're going to basically have all 32 owners vote on this, and if this scenario pops up again, they'll just revert <clears throat> back to this playoff structure. I, or something of, of the sort, yes, that where the you know commissioner has the uh, the power, and he does have the power, by the way, but they just want to make sure that everybody's on board with it. That's why I'm hoping that it's a unanimous vote. But, you know, somebody like the Raiders may say no, or somebody like the Cardinals may say no. You know what I mean? There could be a team out there that's going to vote. You Dan know, Snyder. Yeah, Dan Snyder, just to be a pain in the ass. Yeah, he would definitely be the guy. Right. Screw you, everybody. You're trying to oust me. I'm going to mess up your whole playoff just situation. Try to be reasonable and practical about the whole thing is the, is the, is the point. And uh, we're past now the DeMar Hamlin initial shock and awe of all of that and the, uh, the the real negativity that was attached to all that. And now we're past that, and now we got to figure out how we're going to take it to the next step. And 
maybe, just maybe, the teams themselves this weekend in the games will take care of all this so we don't have to go through these scenarios. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Football Friday on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Our last regular season feel-good football Friday. And then we've got wild card weekend and the divisionals and two tremendous weeks in a row with Saturday and Sunday football and then championship weekend. And we will be going to Arizona for the Super Bowl. We're going to be doing a week of shows out there. Could be the Bills. Could be the Bengals. It thank, could you, be... thank you, Casamigos. That's, That's right. Thank you, Casamigos. The Road to Arizona is presented by Casamigos. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. The Road to Arizona also brought to you by Optimum. Get closer, go farther. And by Key Food, get all of your tailgating needs at Key Food and their family of supermarkets. All right, can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. So, uh, if we go out to dinner, Al, you able to go out to dinner? I am, yes. Uh, what time do we have to go out to dinner? We'll buy because, you know, we're two hours. 3.30? You know, no. <laughs> five o'clock. Four or five. Four or five. Five's good. All right. Do you want to make the reservations no. or do I need to have like. Yeah, someone who's better at that. Yeah. I mean, like, what? So, what am I, so we're just basically tagging you, bringing you along yeah. just for like a field trip? Yeah. Otherwise, if, if I am responsible and something goes wrong, they don't have the table, it's going to be really a rough week for me. Yeah. He knows. He's All been right. doing this long enough. Mm, mm. All right, so we'll go to my favorite Phoenix restaurant. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got two other great steakhouses that we can go to, too. Mm. All right, so maybe we'll just do like three nights. Is that right with you guys? Sure. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have family out there. Okay. So, well, I'm, they're not coming. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> But I'm not going to make all three then. I mean, I'm saying we'll do it early in the week. Right, they're coming, I think, Tuesday, though. Oh, they are? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I am a plus one as well. Oh, okay. All right, As fine. is Al. I'm solo. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure when I'm the plus one, but at some right. point. Nice telling you guys. I'll be all week. Yeah, Matthew's, yeah, right. Matthew's coming with me. 
Yeah, so I've got a, a five-year-old as well that will be <laughs> with us. Huh. Yep. Well, so. we're all making a vacation out of this thing. That's what we're yeah. doing. Okay. I see. You know what I'm saying? Phoenix in February. Come on, family. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Flight on the company. <laughs> let's take advantage of this. Uh, all right. So uh, Jerry's back with an update. What's going on, Jerry? Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Here is your uh, press conference that you wanted. Uh, I'll let her introduce herself. Mm-hmm. Um, this was this tough. This isn't... Yeah. Now, they'll, they'll remind you, set the scene here. This, Even though it was positive news, we're talking about two trauma surgeon cardiologist doctors at the top of their field sitting in the hospital with their scrubs on, basically, and their little surgical hats. And it's a very serious press conference, even though it was positive news. Yes. Very serious about his condition, out of the woods, he's improving, all of that stuff. And then this woman pops on with her question. Hey, guys, it's Liz Bonus from uh, WKRC-TV Cincinnati. So excited to just talk to you for the first time. And I uh, want to say you've certainly made a difference showcasing our city and the great medical care here. Ugh. Hi guys, Liz Bonus. <laughs> so exciting to I talk to people who revive people. You know Liz? I know who she is. Oh god. <laughs> hey! Alright, so we talked to that guy almost died. This is so cool. This is awesome. Thanks, guys. So exciting to talk to you guys. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Alright. She did ask a couple of serious questions for sure. And then now, you misguided us a little bit with the reaction from the doctors from this question. Okay. But I get your point for sure. All right, last thing. Lots of people are praying for you guys, and they're just wondering if you felt it. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, we have. It's been, it's been very powerful. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, so they say we have. I just remember the guy, like, his face was sort of like, yeah, sure. Yeah, great. <laughs> Look at those guys. Yeah, I know. <laughs> those are doctors. Those, those are, are doctors. guys that you want working right. on you, man. Look at those guys. Have you felt the prayers? <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of this storm, there's a rainbow. And you know who put the rainbow there? God. Fraud! Fraud! <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> and he put those two things together. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, guys, I'm going to pray right now, okay? But in my head. And you tell me if you feel it. All right, doctor? Ready? Did you feel that? <laughs> Did you? Oh, it's Liz Bonus. <laughs> WKRC. Yeah, they're staying in Cincinnati. Oh, my wow. God. Wow, wow, wow. So, yeah, that was part of that 50-minute press conference yesterday that the doctors did, uh, where Hamlin is showing substantial improvement, and that's a good thing. Uh, also, you had McDermott, Josh Allen speak yesterday. First things first, Josh Allen just talked about hearing from DeMar's father, who zoomed in to talk to the club as a team. Mario talking to us as a team, and the things that he, he kind of told us, and really didn't tell us, he demanded us. You know, and you, you can't not honor his, his request to go out there and charge forward. Of course, the head coach is Sean McDermott. He's trying to make sure everyone in the organization doing okay. To me, the health and, and well-being of, of your staff and your players um, is the number one job of, of a coach in this situation. And so that includes mental health. And uh, they were on the practice field yesterday, scheduled to play the Patriots this week. Meantime, T. Higgins has certainly felt this since he was the one that was part of this play. He was very happy to hear that uh, Hamlin is starting to improve. 
You know, I mean, it feels good, you know, just knowing that, you know, knowing that he's okay, he's doing better, um, and, you know, making people better inside, so. I know he's had a tough week for, you know, it's been weird for him. Yeah, and Josh Allen at the very end of the press conference with Sean McDermott said, hey, before everybody leaves, I just want to say that, you know, we're thinking of T. Higgins and there's people, I've seen some criticism of him and that's absolutely ridiculous. Criticism, yeah. And this is why Josh Allen's a great player. He's a great leader. He's a great face of that franchise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Bart Scott was one that said that was an illegal play. Yeah, I know. He came out to try to explain himself after that. Did he? saying that that's not exactly what he was trying to right, say. But just to understand what I think he was trying to say is that, yes, defensive players in the NFL today think that they are 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 separated from the offensive players and they're the ones that are always getting hit with the fines because they're the ones that are supposedly levying the hit. In right. this case, DeMar went to go make the tackle, but he really absorbed the hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was not helmet to helmet. It was not dirty. But the question is, is DeMar making that tackle that way because he's afraid to, to lead with his shoulder and his helmet because he doesn't want to get fined. You know, that kind of thing. Sure. So, and I think if you talk to a lot of defensive players out there, and especially past players who watch the game today, will tell you that the way the game is officiated today takes away some of the effectiveness that they were able to play with. So that that's what Bart was, I believe, was trying to say. Wasn't trying to make it into T. Higgins' fault. And unfortunately, it got... I guess completely misconstrued and and got blown out of proportion like most things on um, on social media do. NFL did announce Bills Bengals will not be played, so that game will go as a no contest uh, and as, as a suspended game, whatever you want to call it. But they're not going to play that game. So in terms of the playoffs, AFC Championship game, which you guys have discussed, will be played at a neutral site if the participating teams played an unequal number of games and both could have been the number one seed. There's many different scenarios, right? Here. And there are three teams that could have been the number one seed. The Chiefs, the Bills, and the Bengals. So any matchup between those three teams in an AFC championship game, I'm being told Indianapolis is being considered. Okay, so it is a dumb situation. So Indianapolis is being considered. So Makes and sense. That's the best way to put it, by, by the way, instead of all these what happens in the week, seven, week 18, rather. It, any combination of Buffalo, Cincinnati, Kansas City in a championship game, would be at a neutral side. So, so if, uh, um, a lot of it also has to do with what happens this weekend, too, by the way. All that stuff could change depending on what happens with the teams this weekend. Well, wait, yeah, it's actually not true because Buffalo could host a championship. Buffalo, with the way that it works out, Buffalo if could Kansas be the City, one If Kansas City loses yeah. on Saturday and Buffalo wins on Sunday, then the championship game will be in, in Buffalo. In Buffalo. Right. All right. All right. It's, I guess it really comes down to where Kansas City remains the number one seed. That's right. That That's what it really comes down to. Sunday, the Jets closing things out, take on the Dolphins. Here is Mike LaFleur. Yeah, terrible finish to the season, and he takes responsibility for it. Obviously not good enough. Um, you know, it's uh, it's disappointing on many levels. Uh, it starts with me, like I've always said, and, and, and I believe. Um, the execution has been off, and execution is coaching. So there you have it. Last hour, I played the clips where he was, you know, talking about Zach Wilson, and in hindsight, maybe he should have sat and not played right away. But it is what it is. The Giants take on Philadelphia in their regular season finale. Of course, we know what's on the other side for them. That's the playoffs. So Wink Martindale was asked yesterday if he's excited for his head coach Brian Dable, who clinched and made it to the postseason in year one. I was happy for him. Also happy for myself. Was you know. But I was really happy for him because you could just see releasing. 
you know, now we're on to Philly. And I imagine today we'll find out what he's what they're planning on doing, players, not players, who's going to play, who's not going to yeah, play. Yeah, well, they, they, believe me, they're not playing Saquon Barkley. And if they play Daniel Jones, maybe for a pure, uh, maybe a quarter, guess what? There's no RPOs in that game plan. Hmm. Hey, by the way, I just want to read this. You tell me how this reads to you, okay? Regarding the AFC Championship game, because I think we both got it right, but I just want to make sure. Okay. The AFC Championship game will be played at a neutral site if the participating teams played an unequal number of games and both could have been the number one seed and hosted the game. Had all the clubs played a full 17-game regular season. So I believe that if Kansas City loses on Saturday... Yeah. And Buffalo wins on Sunday, mm-hmm. then that is not the case if Kansas City and Buffalo meet in the AFC Championship game. Because Kansas City would have lost on Saturday and Buffalo would have won on Sunday, if those two teams met in an AFC Championship game, it would be played in Buffalo. Go on. One more time. That's not safe. That's not safe. You know, it's not. There are children watching, and that's not safe. Your children, <laughs> your children, your children are watching. Daddy, why'd you put a bag on your head? <laughs> because Boomer kept doing the AFC playoff scenarios. But I think I just want to make sure that the information is correct. Eddie, do you hear it that way? Yes, that it, you are correct. Yeah, that's all. Okay, make sure we're correct. Okay. Yeah. Be nice to be accurate. No, I know. Sure. A lot of inaccuracies out there and misinformation. <laughs> but, black plastic bag over his head <laughs> and tried to suffocate himself. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yankees hired Omar Minaya as senior advisor of baseball operations um, or as G calls him old stale guy. Yeah. Uh, here's Omar. He just wants to go there and help. I'm looking forward to doing whatever Brian, the staff wants from me um, and basically just to be, you know, assist. And that's what I'm, I'm, I'm an honor to be able to be here today and looking forward to it. So as the only oh, no, I don't regret, I don't, I don't regret saying, I mean, I regret saying what I'm, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I stand by the things that I, I said, but I, I don't, I, I, I don't regret, I, I regret saying it in that forum. That was not the proper forum to say it. I know what his responsibility is. <laughs> What's that? You got to go find those cheap baseball players. <laughs> Maybe yeah, you, know, you got to go exactly. find those diamonds in the rough somewhere yeah. and get them in here, so we don't have to pay him a lot of money. Now, do you think he'll regret saying this yesterday in his conference call when he was with the Mets not long ago, obviously, and dealing with the Yankees? 2018 or 19, we kind of when we have Wheeler out there. Of course, Brody was the general manager, but a lot of the conversation was me and Cash together. Um, and I remember that there was a tray in place that I'm not going to name the guys, but <laughs> there was a tray in place. You got to name the I, guys. I, uh, I say, I don't know. I'm going to pass on that. And looking back on it right now, uh, I think we probably, only, you know, unless they won the World Series, I think the names that he gave us were guys that we should, maybe we should have taken. How about that? Mm. Revealing a trade that was in place that was not executed. Was that? I thought it was Zach Wheeler that eventually they got to. That's what he's saying. He oh, said, yeah, right. Zach but, Wheeler was out there on the trade market. Right. It's just the players. We don't know the players that, and were, that the Yankees were offering. No, right. I think what he's saying is they should have probably accepted it looking yeah. back. Yeah. So he must be talking about players that have been pretty good for the I Yankees. guess so. Trying to think I thought it was question. interesting, though, that he revealed that yesterday. And the Yankees don't have a lot of good players. So I'm trying to think. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Couldn't have been Judge. 
No, I, he, uh, they asked him. He said no. It was not Aaron Judge. I mean, they like, point blank asked not him like that. Glaber has done much. Yeah, I don't but know. That, but back then, it's different. Well, yeah, but he said looking back, ago. we probably should have done it. Now, that could go two ways because Wheeler left yeah. and they got nothing for him. Or someone turned out to be better than he the said. Twenty eighteen, twenty eighteen or nineteen. He said. Also, huh. it could have been guys in the minor leagues. Could have been, yes. Yeah, but that's not like prospects. But who would you think it would be? That's the thing. Judge is the only one that comes to mind to me, and it wasn't him. He's like so many of those other young guys, like never worked out. Right. I mean, yeah, I don't know. So I thought it was interesting. He revealed that yesterday. Celtics uh, beat the Mavericks one twenty four ninety five as they bounced back from that embarrassing loss a couple of nights ago. Grizzlies over the Magic one twenty three one fifteen. John Morant thirty two. Knicks in Toronto tonight. The Nets are in New Orleans against the Pelicans. You see Zion Williamson's out for a few weeks. Yeah, again hamstring now. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Has right. trouble staying on the court. Anyway, we'll have that on the van at 7.20. Rutgers did beat Maryland 64-50, so Rutgers has won five in a row. They'll play Iowa on Sunday. Iowa beat someone last night. Uh, I'm forgetting who. Iowa had a big win Indiana. last night. Thank you. Beat Indiana. They came back from 21 down to beat Indiana last night. Rangers-Canadians last night, a game that Boomer was not watching as he was courtside at Jersey Mike's Arena instead, and he missed a good one. Snyder's got it. Pulled the net but wide to Darren. Steiner again. He scores. That's enough. That was Sam Rosen. Not yeah, but MSG. just by the way, you know, when I left uh, Piscataway last night, yeah. I got the Rangers. I, you know, I had uh, hey, listen to Kenny Lagreca. No, oh, it was Don. Uh, yeah, it was Don, and it was uh, Dave Maloney. So I got, I got my fill of the Rangers. There I know what go. was going on. Yeah, right. Well, you didn't get to watch it, but you got to listen to a four-one win over the Canadians. A couple of goals for Philip Hedl, including an empty netter there at the end. Here is Gerard Gallant. Nice job by Yaroslav Halak with well seventeen saves. Yeah, he played really well. He was sharp when he had to be, and uh, especially when it was three-one, he made a couple key saves right there. Mm, so the Rangers continue to roll. They played very good hockey of late. Blues beat the Devils five to three. Oilers over the Islanders four two. Islanders in Calgary later tonight. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.
Mike Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. There's a lot of opinions about how this will affect the Buffalo Bills. And now, especially since there is a positive news about DeMar Hamlin and him being able to respond and write some stuff down and answer some questions. And the fact that everybody expects in the doctors, all the doctors out there at University of Cincinnati Medical Center expect him to make a full recovery, that how it's going to affect the Buffalo Bills. There is no way anybody can speculate on that and be right about it. Now, you might just be lucky and be right about it, but to sit here and then have any idea how they're going to react to this is impossible. They don't know how they're going to react to this. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. You're the Patriots and you're going into this game. Mm -hmm. And Mac Jones has been so inconsistent and so douchey. <laughs> uh, you really think he's going to be able to go into Buffalo and under these circumstances with this fan base and everything else that's going on and, and somehow come out with a win? I mean, it's unlikely, but even prior to this being happening, I would have thought it was unlikely. I just, I know that the, fa- the fans, you're right, it's going to be an extra craziness. I just don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's just hard to diagnose whether or not the Bills are going to be like extra motivated or maybe they're just they're so emotionally exhausted from all this. Like it could go either way. It's weird. I feel I feel differently about the Bengals than I do the Bills. Like the Bengals are going back on the field at home. Yeah. I guess the team that actually gives them troubles. You know, Baltimore. Yeah. They're a pain in the ass. Right. You know, and that's gonna and like I, I the way the, the Bengals started on Monday night, I thought they were just going to be unstoppable the whole night. Joe Burrow was locked in. He looked great. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the game stopped, you know. And I don't know where, you know, Joe said this week that, oh, it's going to be tough getting back on that field. Like I, Now I'm thinking, like, what's going on in Cincinnati in, in terms of competitive nature of the players, the coaches, and everything else? I mean, they, you know, they did everything they possibly could to support Buffalo in this whole situation. Remember, they're the of ones course. that are still in Cincinnati yeah. dealing with all this. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how they handle it. Um, I would hope that uh, they would find their so-called football edge again. I think Buffalo will have it. I just, I don't know, just feel like they're going to have it, and their fans are going to be amazing, and the the, the 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 moment of silence before the game is going to be amazing. Yeah, we're talking about two like the like this week is is one thing in a box where it's the first game that they're playing after this and home in the crowd and everything, but like to project like. And someone texted me yesterday, a friend of mine, was like, they're going to the Super Bowl, they're winning the Super Bowl. They're winning the Super Bowl now because of this. I'm like, come on. We, like, I know that's the great Disney ending, but you have no, I, I mean, the NFL is so nuts and so crazy that you can't now just say because of one really emotional thing, that's going to be the edge that's going to carry the Bills all the way to the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, they, they were already a Super Bowl contending exactly, they're team. they're already favorites. Right, they're already a Super Bowl contending team, but I... I don't know, man. It's just good. It's going to be interesting to see how the whole thing shakes out this weekend. And, and, you know, it starts on Saturday. There are two games on Saturday. And that first game is Kansas City at Las Vegas. And if Kansas City wins, then there's a very good chance that we're going to see one of these scenarios have pop up. If, if Kansas City loses, and then if Buffalo wins on Sunday, then Buffalo's going to have the number one seed and everything's going to shake out. And as long as the Bengals beat the Ravens, then I think every question is answered and they don't have to go into a lot of this stuff. There's two examples that just right off the top of my head I can give of something happening that was tragic or a big deal for either a city or an individual. 
and clearly the emotion of that thing affected a football team. Okay, a football team. Right. Okay. So, okay, two things. Two, two that pop into my mind right away. One is something that you've referenced several times because you did the game, the Brett Favre after his father passed away game. Right. Clearly the emotion of that played into that football game. Another one that clearly pops into my mind is the New Orleans Saints' first game at the Superdome oh, after Katrina. Too. You did. Yes. And the Steve Gleason block punt yes. and the craziness that happened. There was, was no shot. The Falcons had no shot in that right. game true. because of the emotion of that building and that team and everything else. Those are two off the top of my head. Right, and I, uh, we went into both of those games. No, I remember going into that New Orleans game, we felt like there's no one. The Falcons are the sacrificial lamb. Yeah, right. Uh, going into that Brett Favre game, we had no idea. We had no idea. It was, uh, it was the, the feelings were really, really strong. You could feel going into the game. Everybody in the entire stadium felt for Brett Favre. And it started out that if you look back at that game, the players that were playing with Brett Favre made so many incredible plays, mm. catches, like things that, you know, they would normally make maybe one or two of these things a game. It was like they everybody was possessed in that yeah. game for the Packers. Right. And and the Raiders, I'm sure, I'm sure, also felt, you know, some sympathy and empathy for Brett playing and all that other stuff. But remember when I said, Brett said that my dad would want me on that field. Yeah. That's how I felt about Damar Hamlin. He'd want his team on the field. Absolutely. Go out and play. Yeah. Right. And that's and why know. he said when he woke up, did we win? <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, think about that moment. Yeah, absolutely. Is there any other games that you can think of off the top of your head where you felt like the emotion actually was a factor? Where, I mean, that you couldn't deny it. Because that's what people are going to expect from the Buffalo Bills now, that the emotion is what, going to be What happened after Vontez Perfect hit Antonio Brown? What did the Steelers do that year? Yeah, but that, you know, he got he ended up... What, I think I got one. What about the Mike Piazza game? Yeah, right. 9-11? Yeah. yeah. True. 9-11. Now, that's, that's baseball, a little bit different. Sometimes emotion doesn't play into baseball as much, but it's definitely a good example. But with... Uh, the, I don't remember, like, the he, so they knocked out Antonio Brown. But it and that was a big mess, and that was a playoff game. Yeah, right, and then Joey Porter came on the field, remember that, that whole thing? Yeah, I, but I don't think that that was, like, like man, like, what an emotional spot. You know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't feel like that. You know, the, the amazing thing is that you've had four major injuries at Paycor Stadium, which was known as Paul Brown Stadium out there in Cincinnati. The, the reason they have to get the, uh, the title sponsor in there is they're going to have to pay Joe Burrow a lot of money. Yeah, right, right. So, uh, but it was uh, you had that that hit Bontez Perfect on Antonio Brown. You had the Tua Tonga Bailoa thing. Yeah. You had the Ryan Shazier thing, mm -hmm. and then of course we had this past Monday night. It's incredible. I mean, it's a coincidence, obviously, but it's absolutely incredible. Uh, Barbara's in Bayonne. What's going on, Barbara? Hi. How you doing, Gio? Good, Barbara. What's up? What I want to I watch you guys every day, and they're always talking about. The quarterback, the quarterback, the quarterback. And then in these playoff games, a lot of times it comes down to the field goal kicker. That's part of the game, and nobody nobody knows who they are ever usually. But they always seem to win or lose a big playoff game is the field goal kicker, and nobody ever talks about them. By the way, Never. the quarterback's got to get that field goal kicker into a position to be able to kick that field goal. Exactly. True, true, but it, it does come down to a lot of times. The field goal kicker, and nobody knows. They should have, like, you would think one of these little countries would, like, go and build a field goal and have these people practice 
because, you know, like a, like a soccer player or something, because in football, field goals stay very important. It comes down to a lot to the field goals. Yeah, you know, it, it does. And every team, every diehard fan understands. Surprised, like, Lithuania doesn't have right. a field goal kicking school. Right. I got a funny story about that in a second, but okay. the... Um, Every every diehard fan knows who their kicker is, and they know, and they either trust them or they don't. So I played with two great kickers. One was Jimmy Breach in Cincinnati. Breacher was amazing. Yeah, and he was amazing in our Super Bowl too. And of course, uh, Nick Lowry with the Jets. Absolutely. So I worked with a punter. I did a, a talk show with a punter, Josh Miller, played for the Steelers and the Patriots. And when he was a member of the Steelers, there was some sort of program with the NFL where they sent over a bunch of Japanese players who wanted to learn how to punt. And he taught them the wrong way how to punt because he didn't want them taking his job. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we have all these Australian punters now. Right, so he was like, this is what you do. Whatever your dominant leg is, you kick with the other one. (laughs) And all these guys listened to him because he was an NFL punter. And all these guys went back with all the wrong habits and everything else. He's like, I don't want my job to be taken by these. He's like, you know, they're going to practice like crazy. You know that. I don't want them taken by job. It was just a tremendous story. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 